So, a very warm welcome to each of you as we begin our time together. Mm. My name's Chris, and these are my dear friends, Yuka Nakamura and Jaya Rudgard. And, uh, yeah, we're really delighted to be here again and really delighted to welcome each of you on this retreat. Looking out and seeing some uh, familiar faces, so welcome back to many of you here, actually. Welcome back. Welcome back. And, and also some new faces, and some who are here at IMS for the first time. And so a very warm and uh, particular welcome to you if, you, if, that's, um, if this is your first time here. You know. those, those who've been here before, some of you have been here many times before, uh, will know that this is, this is a good place. <laughs> this is a good place. Uh, it's, it always feels such a, such a privilege to, to practice and, and to teach here in this place that, you know, for 44 years has, has played such a significant part in the bringing of mindfulness and Dharma, the Buddhist teachings, into the West. It's a really... You know, it's a really historic place and uh, many of us, and I know many of you, hold it very dear. You know. So, if you are here for the first time, you know, uh, enjoy, enjoy. And yeah, all of us enjoy, really enjoy being here. And being here in, in this community, uh, a, a retreat isn't something that's kind of delivered from the front. You know, it's something we create together. Each of us uh, plays a part in supporting the, the weaving of this uh, container and this uh, beautiful kind of work of art, really, that, that is a retreat. And uh, so just to have that sense, you might just like to look around uh, you. Just, you know, turn your head and look around and, and just make some, uh, if it feels okay to make eye contact or it's really fine not to, but just, just to look around and take in. You may want to say hello to the people who are sitting next to you. Just with this sense of, Oh, these are my buddies. These are companions. These are good folk with whom I'm spending this time. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. This is our community for these days. You know, and in a very real way by. Uh, just, just being here and committing to the practice, we, we really support each other, really encourage each other, really carry each other 
through the the days of the retreat. The Buddha described community, as we know, as one of the, the deepest refuges and supports in our lives. And There's something very beautiful about being in such an intentional community, a, a community that here at IMS that is so dedicated to, to kindness, to care, to generosity, to waking up, to really aligning with what we hold most dear and value most highly. So, yeah, this, this sense of arriving and settling and finding ground and finding breath and finding a sense of friendly nourishment in this space and this time. And really wanting us, really wanting as we begin our time to, to welcome you in all the, the dimensions, the many dimensions that make you unique. Your, your particular personhood. You know, the, the Buddhist teachings really invite us primarily to see the personal, to see the personal experience in the light of the more universal, that which is more universally true, that which is really in line with the way things are. That's, that's part of what's so liberating about the Dharma, is to understand the way things are, the way they work. But at the beginning of a week in which we're practicing and orienting in that way, just really wanting to, to welcome you in your particular personhood. You know, the particular combination of, of race and cultural background, ethnic background, religious or non-religious shaping. The, the particular ways in which you experience and orient and identify around gender, around sexuality and, and sexualness and sexual orientation. The, the, the particular sense of your body at this time, its, its capacities and its limitations, its shaping. And the particular heart-mind of this moment, this day, this time in your life. The ancestors who sit here with you. The family members or community members who are on your heart at this time. Very particular to to you as you sit here and settle on this retreat and all really welcome. Really, really welcome. Hmm. Yeah. All the, the beings with whom you share your life, many of whom may, may be, have enabled you to be here because they're looking after the kids or feeding the cat or answering the emails or 
you know, the 10,000 things that it takes to put in place to be able to come on a week's retreat. So, yeah, just honoring, honoring all that, uh, all the dimensions and all the connections, all the relationships. All the particularities. <clears throat> and just the particularity also wanting just to kind of acknowledge of this retreat, which has this title, uh, The Foundations of Mindfulness-Based Approaches. That's a phrase that's in the title. It's a, it's a particular retreat in the IMS calendar each year, each January, and it always feels a, a, a privilege to, to teach and to be part of it, because we're, we're aware that many of you, many of us here are involved as therapists, as social workers, as nurses, as mindfulness teachers, as uh, psychologists, and that your practice affects many other people in the professional domain as well as in the personal domain. You know? I mean, that's always true that our practice affects many other people, many other living beings indeed. But there's something about this particular retreat where we, you know, the ripples of what we do and practice together touch probably a lot of lives, you know. And, and just wanting to acknowledge that and, and uh, yeah, honor that. And also to say, this week is particularly for you. So although some of you may be uh, here with a kind of professional sense, some of you may be here as part of mindfulness teacher training or as part of your continuing professional development, just to say, and we may say this a few times, just a reminder that this is an opportunity to put those hats to one side and not to have to carry those responsibilities through these days. Does that make sense? You know, this is for you. This is for you. you know. And some of you have said on previous uh, of these retreats that you find you choose to come to this one because it's the one that seems to link the Buddha's teachings most clearly or explicitly, at least, with your professional domains, your psych- you know, psychology, psychological science even, or some of you I know are researchers. And that's great. For others, they come on this retreat actually because of a connection almost in the other direction where the sense of, well, actually what this does is contextualize what I do as the day job within the, the larger depth and vastness and uh, even sacredness of the Buddhist teachings. This profound and ancient 
tradition. And it may be that both of those kind of of directions of relating uh, are part of what bring you here. And just to say, you know, all of that is really welcome. An encouragement really to find what is most helpful for you at this time in how you relate to being here to the, the images that uh, grace this place, to the bowing that some of us in this room may do when we come into this space, to the chanting that we may well do on some evenings of one of the suttas. You know. so nothing being imposed, nothing that you have to kind of align with if that doesn't feel right. Really an encouragement to find your own way with that. What is most helpful for your practice, for your heart, for your mind, for your sense of uh, what makes sense, what feels meaningful, what gives a sense of inspiration. I often reflect that midwinter feels like a really good time to come on retreat. You know? As far as we know, you know, this has been a time for millennia that human beings have kind of hunkered down you know, and, and settled, settled in communities in kind of, uh, kind of turning inwards in a certain way, really kind of valuing a kind of interiority just to nourish and nurture the heart-mind, you know. Maybe you can have that sense of us hunkering down for these days. And, And also conscious just of the times that we're living in, you know. Times where we are probably very aware of multiple crises, you know, of, of, of climate, of ecology. You may have images of fires and floods and in your lingering, you know, in the social and political crises of our times, and, and international and in our, in our nations. all the different forms of structural oppression and conflict and violence. And there may be very particular conflicts and turbulence in your community or your family or your workplace or your own heart and body. And so just in a sense to acknowledge the world and the worlds we're, we're living in and through. One of our, our dear colleagues, Jonathan Faust, likes to say, these are boom times in the suffering business. You know? and, and often therapists and social workers are in the front line of those times. 
just as parents are, just as carers and doctors are. And just kind of finally from me, just in the light of that, to acknowledge the sanity and the wisdom and the deep support of taking these few days to resource yourself. Really to give yourself permission to come off duty and dedicate this time to resourcing yourself. Resourcing on the, the, you know, the dimensions of the body, the physical, the emotional, the psychological, the spiritual. You know. So, you know, because it's so easy to be so fragmented, isn't it, by these times. But just to let yourself ground and breathe and be nourished and rest and unbind, as the Buddha puts it, unbind. So look for what you enjoy and let it in. There's so much to enjoy here. So really, yeah, slowing down, grounding, breathing, and letting yourself drink in all that is nourishing and supportive. It's, it's so good to be, be here with you. So, handing over to you, Colonel. Evening. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, nice to be with all of you. And uh, me too, I really rejoice that we all have these days together of practice, that you have made the decision to come here to deepen your practice, to explore the human heart, the human mind, to wake up from all the daily confusion It is quite a special place and time that we are now about to enter. Yes, to enter such a retreat is always a moment of transition. And it's so important that we bring care to how we are now going to enter. I hope you have landed okay here, that you have had enough time to settle in, and it might still take time to you know, adjust to this new environment. It usually takes one or two days to really get used to this retreat mode again. And there is also something about what Chris already mentioned about how do we create a container which really supports us in the best way in doing this practice. Because... 
as we might know if you do have some meditation practice training this heart this mind is not such an easy job it's not easy this mind can be totally out of control it can go down in negative spirals it can get lost it, it's quite unruly at times and so we we are really dependent on having a good holding environment that will help us to do this work to have the resources that Chris mentioned to really engage in this turning towards what is happening in this moment and in this regard ethics play a big role so in the tradition in the buddhist tradition ethics are really considered to be the foundation of this practice really the buddha taught ethics as the prerequisite actually be much before people would engage in meditation he taught them how to live in integrity knowing that to bring mindfulness to our actions to our behavior is the first way how we are actually cultivating our hearts and minds and that's why we just want to mention this as we are entering this space that this is also a really important base for our practice and it supports us both in our practice to have a more calm mind a peaceful mind and it's also important in terms of just our group of feeling safe of feeling held in this group i don't know you know even just setting the intention of living with care during the duration of this retreat can already change something in us i feel like when i renew this intention with every retreat something is being nurtured in me just says yes i want to live in a way that's caring that is respectful that yes yeah, is mindful really also of what my impacts are on the world and we would like to as many of you know to speak about these very basic five guidelines that the buddha used again you know they do come from the buddha dharma but basically these are very universal guidelines of being a human being and i hope none of you finds it offensive if you if we speak about these five guidelines so the first guideline is that we undertake the precept to abstain from killing from taking any being's life now obviously this is not something that we are going to do on a big scale anyway but this precept this guideline really refers to how do we live in a way that is caring about other beings and it could mean if we find a small insect in our room that we refrain from taking its life intentionally 
it doesn't mean that we, if we happen to step on an ant that this is now a big thing, but we try not to do it intentionally. Uh, just to be mindful of how am I yeah, living my life. And this is also one of the reasons we are not eating um, meat here, for instance, during retreats, just to abstain from eating other animals, yes. Then the second guideline is to abstain from taking what has not been offered to us freely, not to steal anything. And I mean, basically it should be something that is very clear to us, but just to know that, okay, all my friends here are also going to commit that we are going to respect each other's belongings can really enhance a feeling of safety for all of us if we just know, okay, we are all being careful about what doesn't belong to me. And on a wider scale, you know, I think in a time where we just see what is happening globally, if we see how we are basically living at the costs of the following generation or generations. I think this guideline includes also the use of resources and just bringing mindfulness to how many resources do I really need and where could I maybe reduce or just let go? How many Paper towels do I need? I mean, that's a very simple example, but it starts with these small things. Not to take what has not been freely given. Yeah. Then the third guideline in um, the tradition is to abstain from sexual or sensual activities in daily life, it means generally just that we abstain from such activities that hurt any being, but being on retreat, uh, we abstain from any such activities. Not wanting to, you know, um, condemn sexuality, but just knowing that sexuality is a very powerful force and during the duration of this retreat, our main intention is to really direct our whole energy to exploring our own minds and hearts. So that can really be a great support for our practice if we have clarity around this. Then the fourth guideline is usually to abstain from lying or harsh speech. This will be easy here because we are going to have noble silence. Um, Jaya is going to speak more about that. But um, in terms of group interviews, we are going to have opportunities of engaging in talking and listening. We can still apply these guidelines and practice speaking, listening mindfully, with honesty, with care, with kindness. Yeah. And as I said, um, there will be more on the silence part. And the fifth guidelines is to abstain from intoxicants that might cloud the mind. 
because they really just make it more hard to do this practice. We don't want to use any drugs that reduce our ability to really be awake, to see clearly. But of course, you know, if you need to take medication for medical reasons, please just keep taking them. This doesn't apply to them, but just this willingness to let go of such um, substances. And I just want to mention these guidelines, they are meant to be practice guidelines. They are meant to be areas where we can bring a bit more interest to just how am I acting? How am I moving through the day? These are not about commandments, and if we are not following them, we have to go to hell or so. It, it's really about becoming interesting. How am I acting? How am I making choices? How can I live in a skillful way? And we are living in this small microcosm for these seven days, and it is just a wonderful opportunity to explore how to live with ethical integrity. And as I said, this is really a huge part and a foundation of our practice. Yes, I think with this I will hand over to Jaya. Hmm. So good evening and welcome from me too. And like the others, I'm very happy to be with you for this week and uh, with these dear friends and colleagues also and to see some familiar faces and new ones as well. So just to, to say a little bit more about the aspect of our retreat container that is uh, the silence and the simplicity really. I mean silence is partly largely in the service of simplifying things so that we can relax and so that we can see more clearly the workings of the heart and the mind. And we simplify things by having a kind of a, a, a schedule or a schedule. <laughs> People are laughing at us for saying schedule backstage. Um, and to really, uh, where we don't have to make many choices about what we do when, where we go when. Uh, we have wonderful meals that are all prepared for us and collectively we um, contribute by doing our, our various assigned yogi jobs and usually the whole thing runs remarkably smoothly and uh, it's a real uh, gift for mo most of us not to have to concern ourselves with, oh, what am I going to, you know, where am I going to get my lunch and, you know, when am I going to do this and that. So to really let yourself receive that gift and just surrender to the, to the flow of the day as it's offered. Um, and our doing that and participating is a gift to one another. You know, this is partly how we co-create this thing is by just, um, you know, showing up and that supports other people to show up too. Having said which, of course, also the, the, the um, one, you know, um, 
caveat to that or qualification to that is to really please listen to and respect the needs of your own body. So this is this is the kind of shape of the thing. But if if you find that, you know, you really at a particular time really need to rest or that uh, something is just, you know, um, anyway, not work, not working for you at that moment, then please also listen to uh, and um, listen to yourself and take care of yourselves within this container that's offered. We do like everybody to be here for the 8.15 uh, sit when there are instructions in the morning particularly and in the evening for the Dharma talk and later when we have groups to show up for the groups. And then uh, we have this also this container of the noble silence. And this is, uh, you know, sometimes we can see, see or feel silence as something that separates us from other people, from one another. But in some ways, it actually is the silence that binds us together as a community. And I like to think of it as something that connects us rather than divides us. It connects us with ourself and it also connects us with one another. And our respecting of it, again, is an offering that we can make to one another. It's a warm and a friendly silence. Uh, sometimes uh, in mindfulness trainings, we, we're given, and in, and in various retreat forms or styles of meditation practice, we're given very strict instructions about avoiding eye contact with one another. Here we, we like to be uh, a little more gentle. Yes, there's an invitation to turn inwards and not to go seeking you know, nonverbal communication with one another. And if you if you feel that it's supportive to you to be very inwards and and not to meet others' gaze, that's fine. But if you find if you catch yourself smiling at somebody, you haven't transgressed the tra- the container of the retreat. You know, just let yourself be natural, please. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to, as we get more quiet and more mindful, to see where that impulse to to reach out and make connection arises and just to, to learn, learn stuff about um, how, yeah, the, these kinds of urges that we have for connection or, uh, and to just um, stay with that rather than necessarily acting on them. I'm sure Julie's already said something about writing notes and so on. Has she done that? So just to... to really encourage you to observe that, to really think if you're going to write a note, is it actually necessary? Um, And to definitely refrain from writing notes to one another. I would also encourage you to minimise writing stuff generally and reading. Um, It really helps to quiet the mind to... um, feed that verbal channel a little bit less and you may think that you know you'll get less less creative and things will be less interesting if you disengage from that but actually usually the opposite is the case you know we have 
the opportunity to discover things uh, on a level that we maybe don't if we're still, you know, very plugged into the habitual kind of verbal domain. So I would suggest that you put any reading matter away in the bottom of your suitcase. If you want to take the occasional note during the talks or the teachings in the hall, that's fine, but I would also refrain from doing any uh, journaling and so forth. You can journal after the retreat. Um, uh, And then uh, the other... things that we might have that will be full of words are our phones and our tablets and our laptops. And as Julie will also have said, we have some envelopes out in the um, hall, just the walking room, just uh, on the way into this meditation hall. And our very strong encouragement is that you unplug yourself from all of this for the next week and let your phone and your laptop or your iPad also have a retreat. Um, You might need to just let people know this evening that you won't be in touch with them and uh, but then it should be possible to just switch off for the next six days and this is an enormous gift that we can give to ourselves. We often don't realize what an impact all this connectivity is having on us until we put it down for a while. Um, And it will really serve you to be present, to simplify, to become more sensitive, to attend to what's here if you can disconnect. If you have a, a family situation or some reason at home that you really need to stay connected, then again, you know, We'd respect that, but if it's at all possible, we really encourage you to unplug and to uh, hand in your devices. So you can take an envelope this evening or first thing tomorrow morning and put away anything that you want to in it. And at the end of the first sitting tomorrow morning, the 8.15 sitting, we'll have a basket here and we will um, collectively surrender our devices and it can be very supportive it encourages one another to see other people doing this you know we're we're in this together so um, please bring your things that you can part with along <coughs> tomorrow morning so there's anything else that you particularly want to part with for the the <laughs> seven days six days you can also bring that too sometimes get cigarettes and chocolates and things like that (laughs) and you will get them back again (laughs) anything else about the silence okay so i think that's all i have to say about the the silence um we'll have a which we will be entering now so we'll have a short sitting to end the evening so you might want to stand up again and move a little bit and stretch and then we'll just have a short practice together
So just finding a seat that's comfortable enough for the time being. And we'll say more about posture and things tomorrow. So just sitting comfortably for you. And feeling what it's like to be here, arriving in this space. Sense of your body resting on the earth and the sense of the room around you and the community around you. receiving the sounds and the sensations in the body. welcome into this space. Allowing the body to be just as it is right now. And whatever mood or emotions whatever thoughts are bubbling also allowing those to be as they are, just noticing, acknowledging as you let yourself arrive here.
Nothing to do, no one to be. And just rest back in your seat and receive the life that's manifesting in this moment. As you gradually find your seat, your place of belonging in this community, you might like to bring to mind your wider community, starting with those who've made it possible for you to be here. Perhaps people taking care of things at home or at work. Or people who've contributed to the journey that's brought you here. Those who've helped raise and nurture us, who've been examples or guides or mentors to us. We all come with our particular lineage.
So in a sense, we're not here alone. Taking a moment to bring to mind and appreciate anyone who's supported us to be here. Close in time or far away. Then just coming back to yourself and feeling your body sitting here. And turning the mind's eye to look out and forwards. And maybe dropping the question into the mind, on whose behalf are you here? With whom might you share the benefits of this work and this practice that you're doing now and in the future? On whose behalf are you here? So we acknowledge that our community is a vast web of communities extending backwards and forwards in time. That support us, motivate us. And then here we are in the perhaps the most difficult place of all, that moment of the unfolding of now. We in this room and 
all our fellow human beings at this moment. So taking a moment to acknowledge and appreciate us at this time with these challenges and these opportunities. So we can dedicate what we're doing here to all three, to those on whose shoulders we sit, to those who come after us, and to all of us here now. making whatever dedication or aspiration you'd like to in your heart and then just coming back to yourself again. The simplicity of this moment. Body resting on earth. Head and heart resting into the body.
Thank you very much for your attention this evening. I imagine a lot of you are tired and maybe have traveled quite a ways to be here. So for those who are ready for it, um, we can go and rest. And tomorrow morning there is no um, group sitting before breakfast. You have a a lie-in, IMS style, <laughs> which means breakfast at 6.30. <laughs> and our first group practice with some instructions will be at 8.15. But um, this, this hall is always open, and so, you know, we might be on different body clocks and time zones and body rhythms, and so if you are up early or if you want to stay and sit quietly a little longer now, you're always welcome to come and sit and uh, rest very well and we'll see you at 8.15 thank you thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate